interested. And I started um, programming computers in seventh, eighth grade on an Apple, Apple IIe, um, and started doing things that way and got that then through high school. And I just always had that. Um, <laughs> Yellow screen or green screen? Green screen. There you go, baby. Yeah. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a verse from the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations are an invitation, because as much as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that's not what's best for us, with God or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome to Christ in All Things. I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell. I'm Pastor Jason Schockman. And we have with us today uh, our first guest in the 2023-2024 Season 2 series on Christian entrepreneurship. Uh, we welcome Dale Stradle. Welcome, Dale. Thank you. We're delighted to have you. Uh, we did a little bit of a preview of this type of thing in Season 1. We did a bonus episode with a young entrepreneur at St. Paul's named Colin Murdy, who I hope we'll have back to do who, who this would, again. It would be great to, yeah. great to have him, great to have him back. He owns the Murdy creative company. Um, so Dale, we're going to do as we, we talked pre-service or pre-show here backstage, uh, backstage as it were. Um, what is the name of your company and why did you, why did you name it that? So the name of the company is Stradle Enterprises Incorporated. Um, one of the big reasons I was looking for something unique, and our name is unique, Stradle. If you look up that name, you don't find many people in the United States with that name. And most of those who you do know, or you would find, I would probably be related to. So That's fun. The, the name has a history from the Hundred Years' War of an Ooh. infant that yeah. was found and the name actually means lost. It's Bohemian. Okay. So it was an infant that was found at that time, no parents, and so he was named Lost. Okay, okay, pause for sure. just a minute. Tell our <laughs> listeners who might not know, tell them what the Hundred Years' War is. That's a, uh, the war in Europe, um, in the Croatian area that was Bohemia at the time. And that war then with the, the things that happened during that is undoubtedly where this infant came from. His parents were lost or killed or something during this war. So f for uninformed uh, people on, on European history, what's the time frame of the quote unquote hundred years war? Do you know right off, the top, know off the top of your head? I do not know off the top of my head, no. It's a Google question. That yeah, is a we'll, Google we'll question. Because I don't remember off, off the top of my head. This is a, this is a post-Reformation thing. Remember, you know, so you got, so the name means again what? Lost. It means lost. And the history they believe is there was a lost child from the Hundred Years' War. And so they just, that became the name. Correct. Oh, what a fascinating name to have for a Christian entrepreneur. 
Yes and no. <laughs> People that know it often laugh and then ask again for you to repeat it. If they have a Czechoslovakian or Bohemian background and they know the name of it, they'll ask to make sure that that's what the, your name is. Yeah. So just FYI, Wikipedia says that okay. the Hundred Years' War was between 1337 and 1453. Oh, then I had my history all whacked. Yeah. Pre all right. I don't know the story. Okay. I had something else in mind. That's all right. So that's really interesting. So your your name means lost. Means lost. Correct. And and you chose, but you chose the name business wise because you wanted something unique, and there aren't many straddles around. Do you get it pronounced mispronounced a lot? All the time. Yes. Okay. And that has the advantage of you being able then to correct them. Yes. If and that's an advantageous thing. Does anybody ever ask you what it means? Never. <laughs> we do all right so on a on a business side it just it provides some uniqueness and so what what is stradle enterprises so we do primarily business automation computer networking we do everything from firewalls servers services and that's changed greatly over the years since it was incorporated and created to what we're offering now that's something that we just had to constantly change and keep up with now, it, when was, so how old, it, we're in the year, the year of our Lord, 2023, when, when did Stradle Enterprises begin? So we started out as a partnership in college, and then that broke up and I became the sole owner in 92. Okay. We incorporated in 94. So Stradle Enterprises Incorporated, 1994. Correct. The company as a whole, 31 years, and, and under incorporation, we're just shy of 30. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So th so really, this got started as a business for you while you were in college? Yes. Oh, interesting. All right, yes. tell us. I want to know. So way back then, that's um, Milwaukee PC, if you're familiar with the company in the area. The person that started that was one of my professors in college. And he asked me if I'd be interested in working for him. And so I was his second employee starting Milwaukee PC. And while from, you were in school, while I was in and this school, this was where this was at Marquette University at Marquette. in Milwaukee. Yep. So started that. And then another person that I went to school with uh, came up to me and said, do a lot of people ask you computer questions and ask for help and had that conversation. He said, did you ever think of charging for it? And we could do something with this. And that's where that came together and the business. So some, um, the relationship with Jim Peter that owned Milwaukee PC knowing the, the PC, building PCs and getting the hands-on that information with the schooling, we were then able to incorporate that and offer services to companies and to people. So outside. you started getting paid to do this while you're in college and we're talking what years here? We're talking early 90s, 90 um, to 92. Okay. That's when the internet had sound. That was something akin to dialing a phone. Yeah. And that was pagers before cell phones. Cell phones yeah. were very, very early at that stage. Yeah. Too expensive to to carry, but I had a, a so I bought a, a answering machine that would then dial me out and um, page me that I had a message that it was left. And I would find a, a, a phone, drop a quarter in, call back to the answering machine, play the message, see who it is, then call that customer back. So Dale, have you been a Christian your whole life? Yes. So since baptism as a child? Correct. And where was that? That was Walter Memorial. Um, Pastor Suflo baptized me. Okay. Wow. And yeah, as an as an infant, as an infant, yes. So ra raised in the faith at Walter Memorial in in Milwaukee, correct. And and then um, grade school was grade school was public school. So I went through public school. Um, okay, 
kindergarten through you know senior class, and then on to um, where Marquette was high, University. where was high school? So high school was Vincent in northwest or northwestern Milwaukee. Okay, and then and then to Marquette for computer stuff. Correct. I did business. Um, so the business school um, was at that time was MIS Management Information Systems. Okay, and I did a computer science minor. So that was the first time those things were coming together as far as the the IS part, the information systems, and the the computer science. So those two schools were completely separate. And we were one of the first classes that people were actually starting to take classes in both. So you're doing some programming under the computer science, but we're also doing some of the business automation as far as the design and implementation of computer systems and the learning that way. So they asked us a lot of questions, asked us a lot of input, um, what was good about this, what was bad about this, how did things dovetail together. They were offering things in the business side as far as like word processing, um, spreadsheets, stuff like that, but then you're doing the programming on the computer science side. So I had the, the management information systems was my focus in business and then the computer science on the technical side. So you got involved as a businessman while you were in college. Does your Christian faith influence that at all at that time? And if so, how? I would say no. At that time, it was more just a career choice and um, something I was just very interested in. I started um, programming computers in seventh, eighth grade on an Apple, Apple IIe, um, and started doing things that way and got that then through high school. And I just always had that... um, Yellow screen or green screen? Green screen. There you go, baby. Yeah. You know, I mentioned so you had a you had a classmate because it's my questions coming back around to. And I started um, programming computers in seventh eighth grade on an Apple Apple IIe, um, and started doing things that way and got that. And then through high school, and I just always had that. Um, <laughs> Yellow screen or green screen? Green screen. There you go, baby. Yeah. One of your classmates said. People are asking you for help. Have you thought about basically monetizing this? That's the word we use now. We didn't use back in the 80s. Correct. Um, we just said charging them for it. But but that yeah, charging them for it is, but you're providing a, you're providing a, a service and it, Christ in all things. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just, it, so... You, I mean, you recognize you have certain gifts and interests as a young man. You decide to do business slash computer stuff. So when you were in high school, were you you're an early computer nerd, dinking around with the Apple and at at the high school? Yeah, it was an interest at that point, not knowing that it would be a career. Um, so the business comes from different places. Um, you asked about like influence and things like that. My parents had um, rental property. Oh. And I used to help them a lot with the book side of it. And sometimes my dad, you know, on the field side of it, but did a lot of things, um, Excel or now Excel spreadsheets. At that time it was one, two, three. Um, but start, you know, putting receipts in, doing that type of stuff, helping with the book work, um, getting taxes ready, that type of stuff. So that was, you know, the practical side, the family side of a business. And then plus the business major, and then being able to apply all those things. So, so I actually went to school for what I'm doing. Yeah. So you now Amazing. Your, your, da- your dad, your, so your mom and dad had a family business. Correct. My dad was a firefighter, but he also had rental properties that. Which is very common for a firefighter. Correct. Interesting. Yeah, they all had a second business because of the work schedule. Yeah. That, that, so I'm, I'm curious, does, because it's a, for me, one of the, one of our interests here, it's, you you hung out you hang out your own shingle you're writing your own paycheck you I mean you are 
in a very ancient kind of way, responsible for your livelihood. Absolutely. Those are things that people don't fully understand. There's doing things for monetary gain, but there's also becoming self-reliant upon that. You're giving away the whole corporate culture. Um, you're a, it's up to you to make payroll. It's up to you for all your savings. It's up to you for all your um, your vacations, for everything that goes along Insurance. With that. Insurance is a huge thing. Yeah, all those things that go along with it become your full responsibility. No pressure. No pressure, right? <laughs> um, I, a, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, ton, um, ton of respect. And it, abs, absol, absolutely. And so even though, getting back to the question that I started to ask, even, even though it doesn't begin with this Christian motivation. Im, impulse, motivation, underneath it, it's there because you have you have god-given gifts you're in the process of developing them and a, a classmate says you know we we should we should offer this as a service and make some money off it yeah and when and when i look back at my life i can see how everything dovetailed and everything worked together what god was doing at the time you you very rarely do see that amen it's, it's always easier to look back in <laughs> retrospect and see oh yeah I, I can now connect those dots at that time you don't even see the dots so when did now you you're married to your lovely life, lovely wife Kim. Yes. And when did you guys meet? We met. Um, it would be eighty eight. So while you're in college. Yes. Okay. And when did now you you are in business together, right? Correct. Okay. And has she been there from the get go? From the beginning, yes. So when did you guys get married? By the way, ninety two. So as soon right so, upon graduation. Correct. The week after. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, all the major stresses in one life. Start Starting a business, job, get married, get married, move. All, so, all so the, the fun stuff all at once. So the job part also dovetailed in. So 92 was a very depressed economy. Um, people were not interviewing. People were not hiring. So this was kind of a backup plan that I had something going. And they brought people into Marquette. They gave us interviewing experience. We didn't know it at the time. But like Northwestern Mutual Life, the big companies that come in and pick all the great candidates out of uh, Marquette, they came in and interviewed just for giving us interviewing experience. Yeah. They did not come in offering jobs. We found right. that out after the fact. Oh, that they weren't offering jobs. Correct. How nice. But again, they wanted us to get the experience, which right. we did get out of it. Um, one, of the, one of the projects that we did in systems analysis, systems design, was setting up the daycare um, for checking children in and out. And through that, I met someone that had a spouse working at Quad Graphics, uh. who I was able to get in, interview, and was offered a job at Quad Graphics at that time. So out of college, I did go full-time. I wanted, everyone said, you need that corporate experience. You've got to have something to fall back on, yeah. and which I think was reasonably you know, smart to do. And so I still kept my, my customer base, I serviced them on lunch hours and after work and whenever I could fit it in. And that grew at the same time as working full time. So I put in about two and a half years, I think about two years, I went down to part time. And then after that, I went and um, resigned from that job and went full time and then found out two and a half years into it that customers were keeping work back from me because they knew I had a full time job. Oh. They had more for me to do. And after that, I've never been bored since. Yeah. So. Wow. And so how was that? 
how did that go with the marriage when you said, you know, I imagine there's some conversations about, all right, when am I going to give up this corporate gig and we're going to go out on our own full time? How did that go? Well, actually, Kim, my loving wife, um, left her job first and did office work and helped out so I could keep being more efficient in the field. So that at the same time, she was pregnant with our daughter. So now you learn about Cobra insurance and all those things that come at the same time. So yeah, there was a big learning curve. There was, there was something to it. There's always, you know, giving up the security and trying something new, the unknown. There's a lot of, you know, intrepidation that comes along with that. Um, But there's also, you don't want to have the regrets. Sometimes you take on things that you feel are maybe bigger than you, but you know, it's a life experience. You're young, you can bounce back. So that was the time to do it. How did, how did your Christian faith impact that decision? I think because you don't rely totally upon yourself. And that's something that's come a lot more a part of who I am and how I view things, what I believe in after that. But now it's very much a part of, I don't have as much control. I don't need as much control as I think I once had. I'm willing to give more of that up. How I'm going to do and where I'm going to end up is more my relationship with God than it is based upon how hard I work. And, and am I wrong in suggesting this is a big deal for a computer guy? That's a huge deal. <laughs> um, I mean, when when you're anal to the point of every you know decimal point, every period in your program, you know, makes a huge difference. Just basically pass or fail. Um, yeah, you're very detail oriented. Everything is scripted. Very. Um, yeah, this is a, a very big turn of events. Yeah. So was there a uh, precipitating event or, or something along the way that really you can point back to and say, that's the moment when, or that's the thing that happened when that switch flipped? Or has it just been a steady progression? It's been just a steady progression of things that have dovetail, dovetailed together to kind of push you down a common track. So give us an example of one of those. Well, just things like I said, a, a professor in, in school that had his own business outside that hires you into that atmosphere and then also introduces you to some of your customers. Sure. Um, so he had people outside that he was servicing that he didn't no longer want to do because he wanted to focus on his core business and the teaching. Um, so he introduced me to people, uh, got things going. Um, very early on, three of the customers that I started with, I still have today. Really? Yes. That's amazing. 30 years deep. Yes. That's amazing. I have, so we have kind of, t- well, we, we did the one basic question, number one, which was related to the name. Um, question number two is, you know, what are the top three to five things that formed you as a, as a Christian entrepreneur? Um, I think I want to, I think I want to ask a big question. And maybe it's a simple answer, and you don't. This is one maybe we circle back to. Is there such thing as a Christ, as Christian entrepreneurship? And if so, what marks it? You don't have to answer that right now, but I think I want to circle yeah. back to. It. Well, let's circle back to that because yeah. because I suspect there's an answer. Uh, I think there's an absolute answer. Yes. At, okay. Good. Well, do you want to just go there? I, I'd be happy to. Okay, go. Right. Fire away. So I think the, the Christian part is, that's the moral compass in everything you've learned. It's, it's how you do things. It's not always about the dollar. 
It's about the customer. It's about the relationship. It's about providing a service to them. Um, I always say that, you know, what you want to do as far as your service with that customer is you always overperform under promise and you always want to, you know, exceed expectations. That's the biggest thing. You can always worry about the dollar amount and compensation things after the fact, but you need to do your job and you need to be the best in your vocation that you can be. And that comes back to the God honoring. If you're going to be, and it doesn't matter if you're a garbage man, if you're a, you know, a, a slave, whatever it is you're going to be, just be the best at it to glorify God. That becomes the Christian attitude within the entrepreneurial because that's going to be your focus. It's the honesty. It's the, you don't cheat a customer. You don't look for the quick dollar. And you got to just, that integrity needs to flow through everything on how you do business. Your, your employees will see it. Your customers will see it. And then God can direct you where he wants you to go and become as big as you want to be. It's not always about how many employees you have, how many customers you have, how much you make. It's about treating people right and creating those relationships. And that's the difference between just any business and a, I think a Christian based business. I think it's a bloody good answer. <laughs> You're smiling. Well, I just have this verse running around in my head, which is, uh, whatever you do, right. I was thinking the same well, thing, right. Do, do it all to the glory of the Lord, right. As though you're serving God and not serving man. Uh, and, and Dale, you threw a word in there that I think, uh, can get lost, uh, that I want to make sure we touch briefly vocation, right. Which actually comes from v the same word where we get vocal, which is calling, right? And so uh, a Christian entrepreneur, right? As, as you talk about it, it's, it's about relationship, but it's also about where God, as Pastor O'Donnell, you've alluded, right? Where, where God has gifted you and given you interest. And then, and then those things line up and there's a calling that you are filling by using those gifts for the service of your neighbor in a God-pleasing way, full of integrity, full of, you know, relationship first. Uh, that is the basics of whatever you do, do it for the glory of God as though you're serving God and not man. You know, Pastor Shackman, that makes, I think this is a, let's call this part one. And when we, when we come back for part two, let's talk about the top three to five things that formed the business stradal enterprises. And I suspect based on our pre-show conversation, there's going to be some crossover with the Dale and Kim stradal family as well. Thanks for joining us and come on back to Christ in all things. For show notes and other information about Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. We're thankful to provide Christ in All Things to you as a gift, but it's not free to produce and distribute. So if you'd like to help us make Christ in All Things a self-supporting show and have a little fun in the process, please click the support page at ChristInAllThings.org. A donation of any kind gets you a dozen environmentally friendly Christ in all things straws to share with your friends. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. You love those way too much and I still can't believe you bought them. 
A donation of $200 or more gets you some cheerful on-air clapping. And a pair of Wisconsin-made wigwam hiking socks. A donation of $1,000 or more gets you thunderous on-air clapping. And a handmade Christ in All Things leather folio by the Murdy Creative Company. If you want to donate more than that, well, fly us wherever you want, and we will record Christ in All Things at your chosen location. Within reason, of course. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or the old-fashioned way, give us a call, 262-567-5001. Intro and outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl. Copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.